It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish Podcast for Independent Minds. The Fulton County District Attorney prosecution of Donald Trump has taken several interesting turns of late. We have the perfect person to explain it to us in Patricia Murphy, a political columnist with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and co-host of Politically Georgia on WABE. Patricia, welcome back. Thank you for your time. Hi. Can we walk through some of the basic elements of this? I don't want to presuppose that people are paying close attention. Fonnie Willis, she's the Fulton County District Attorney. Tell me a little bit about her before we get into these facts. So Fonnie Willis uh, was an assistant district attorney in the Fulton County DA's office for more than a decade. Um, underneath a man who became quite unpopular as DA. She ran against him in 2020 and won that election and was one of a number of new, more progressive female black prosecutors who won election in 2020. She's gone on to have actually a very aggressive criminal um, prosecution unit, murder prosecution unit, but she also has become probably the most famous DA in Georgia history, when she decided to also prosecute former President Donald Trump, um, we are in Fulton County. Uh, she opened an investigation into Trump after the call he placed to Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger asking him to find 11,000 votes here in Georgia after the 2020 election. That spiraled into a huge investigation and now has resulted in Trump being indicted here in Georgia, along with 18 others. So in New York, both Alvin Bragg and Letitia James get accused. I raise them because of the New York prosecutions of Trump uh, of having campaigned sort of with a vendetta that they would go after Donald Trump. Had she said, had Fonnie Willis said anything relative to Trump while she was campaigning for office that suggested she was she sort of had him in her sights? She had not. She never mentioned Donald Trump in her campaign. This was very focused on Paul Howard, who was the sitting district attorney in Fulton County, longtime DA, very well known. And it made a lot of headlines because he was being challenged by one of his own employees. Um, She ran a very aggressive campaign against him and then won by a huge margin. So it's a state RICO action, similar in many respects to one of the January, one of the Jack Smith, meaning the January 6th prosecution that has also been brought by the feds. A lot of overlap between the two. Is that fair? Yes, there's a lot of overlap between those two cases. The The case here in Georgia is specific, of course, to Georgia case law, and it's also quite expansive and detailed in the actions that are included here in Georgia. Fannie Willis has included the fake elector scheme, which included a number of sitting Georgia state senators. Um, she's included an effort to access improperly voting machines in a small rural Georgia county that the Trump campaign was able to breach. And then, of course, uh, looking into Donald Trump's conduct 
in allegedly directing all of that. So, Patricia, in November of 2021, she hires an outside counsel, Nathan Wade, to lead the Trump prosecution. How customary is it to go outside the department and bring in any type of lawyer? It's not unusual to bring in a special prosecutor, particularly in D.A. Fonnie Willis's case. Um, there was a significant violent crime spike here in Atlanta at the time. And she had been warned by many people, do not let up on murder prosecutions. Don't let up on gang prosecutions. We don't want to see this affect the rest of your docket. Don't get distracted. So bringing in a special prosecutor was fully expected. She brought in three and a number of other staff. Um, It wasn't a huge staff, but she did go outside of her office. She paid them between $150 and $250 an hour. That's a lot more than a public defender. It's a lot more than the other uh, lawyers in her office, but it's a lot less than a typical private attorney would be charging. So who is Nathan Wade and what experience does he have in prosecuting? So Nathan Wade uh, was a pretty well-known lawyer in Cobb County. That's a suburban county here in Atlanta, but mostly for um, personal injury, criminal defense, and uh, a background as a municipal judge doing misdemeanor cases. So not a big-time, heavy-duty criminal defense lawyer. Um, She did bring in another lawyer who is a nationally renowned RICO specialist, but Wade was not of that caliber. It did raise some eyebrows at the time. Um, But as the case has gone on, especially with the special grand jury that brought these indictments, Wade was getting very high marks from those special grand jurors. He got all 19 indictments he was seeking. And um, this case had been really clipping right along. They had gotten four um, uh, for people to flip. It felt like this case was moving very quickly and very effectively. And so the lack of experience didn't really show up during the case itself, but then it certainly has showed up since um, since these allegations about Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis have come to light. I know from my reading of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that by now he's been paid more than $650,000 in his role as loosely described a Trump prosecutor in this case. Do we know whether the two of them had a relationship as of the time he was hired? That is the allegation uh, that's on the table. So this has all come to light because one of the defendants in the case, one very, very low profile, this is not one of the top tier defendants, but his lawyer came forward with a filing, a court, a formal court filing last Monday and said they would like uh, Fonnie Willis and her entire team to be disqualified and they want the um, case against her client dismissed specifically because there was, an, in their words, an improper secret relationship between Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis when she hired him. And um, they said that is a conflict of interest. They also made a lot of other very specific allegations about impropriety, conflicts of interest, potential kickbacks um, with the kind of the, the sequence of the allegations is that Fonnie Willis hired her alleged lover, um, that they went on lavish vacations with the money that Fulton County taxpayers have paid his firm, and that that is an improper financial benefit to her as well. And so um, a lot of not just salacious allegations, but then we're getting into conflicts of interest as well as questions of improper hiring and illegal hiring. And um, so it's 
it's even kind of more serious than just the salacious nature of the accusation. Has, has she acknowledged that there is such a relationship? I've, I've read again in the Journal Constitution that in her motion, she says this is being driven by Nathan's Wade, Nathan Wade's either wife or soon to be ex-wife, which to me was sort of a tacit acknowledgement. But I'd rather ask you, Patricia Murphy, because you're closer to it. Has she said, yes, we're, we're romantically involved? She's never said that. Mm-hmm. She has said that um, that these allegations are um, the ex-wife, soon-to-be ex-wife of Nathan Wade, that she has been conspiring with Trump attorneys and interested Trump interests to embarrass her and annoy her was the specific language they used in the filing, um, and that uh, it is essentially a conspiracy against her to... Uh, discredit her and also to bring down the case itself. So she has, she also uh, spoke at a church over the weekend and said right. she's not a perfect person, said that this is a lonely job. We can all infer what that means, but she's never um, acknowledged the relationship. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. I'm trying to wrap my head, as an attorney, I'm trying to wrap my head around the ethical implications of this, because if I accept that all of this is true, that she hired Nathan Wade, she paid Nathan Wade, he's doing a job, and he then, as, as part of what he gets paid, you know, chooses to entertain Fonnie Willis or anybody else... Is that any of our business? I mean, what what if what if Nathan Wade were going on a cruise with somebody else? Would we still have that type of concern? I don't know, but that's the issue. So, yeah, that's definitely the issue. Um, also, she could have paid her own way if they did go on a trip. There's no proof. None of these receipts have been uh, provided. This is all apparently in the divorce filings that have been sealed in Cobb County, and those defense attorneys are trying to have those unsealed. Um, there are other allegations in the filing against Willis, though, 
that also say that she did not get the proper sign-off from the Fulton County Commission to hire a special prosecutor, and therefore he would not have been legally allowed to be arguing in front of a special grand jury without that having been done. Um, There is case law in Georgia that supports that, but the Fulton County uh, uh, Commissioner also said, well, I didn't care. I don't care. That does not bother me. And so that is all going to be hashed out, not just the ethical concerns, but also these legal questions of, did he was he properly sworn in as a prosecutor? Um, was there a kickback? Are there legal reasons to dismiss Fannie Willis from this case? Um, she has supporters here, of course, who say none of that matters more than what Donald Trump has done. Um, but there are also people, even those who support Fannie Willis, who say maybe it shouldn't matter, but it's created an, a cloud on this case that has already delayed it by requiring the need for these filings, responses to filings, and now an evidentiary hearing. And finally, Patricia Murphy. And by the way, thank you for being so gracious with your time. Patricia Murphy is with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. She's a political columnist and is co-host of the Politically Georgia uh, WABE program. Patricia, the New York Times has done some reporting about these tense emails between Fonnie Willis and the prosecutors. I'll just read one paragraph. In a testy recent email exchange between defense lawyers and prosecutors, Ms. Willis wrote that, quote, some people will never be able to respect African-Americans. The email exchange, portions of which were obtained by the New York Times, unfolded in the days before and after the filing alleging the romantic relationship. I guess the point is things have really gotten ugly as between the attorneys. Yes, things have been ugly between these attorneys for quite some time. So this is, I'm not, I was not surprised to see that email. I'm not surprised to see that language. Um, there is kind of one final detail that's going on in the state capitol. There is an attempt by Republicans um, to create a, a state-led effort to oversee locally elected district attorneys while all of this is playing out. And Bonnie Willis has said that that is also um, something to uh, to target black women who have been hired as DA. So that is not that is not unusual um, language. It's not an unusual um, accusation, and it, it may not even be an unusual reality here in Georgia. But that that is almost always a part of these kinds of conversations at this point when we get to um, to a situation in Fulton County with such a high profile case. I think the biggest surprise to all of us involved in this is that any of this even could have been happening while the Trump case was underway. Um, I think that's the point that other people cannot wrap their heads around. Could this really be happening while we've also got the highest profile case and investigation in state history also happening? Well, and, and, and the remaining, we're going to find out. The remaining question, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you go after this, the big question, and you've done an excellent job in, in presenting a complicated set of circumstances, is the entire prosecution in Georgia of Donald Trump now in jeopardy? I'd say it's in jeopardy, yes. Wow. Okay. Patricia Murphy, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you on television. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. I'll see you then. Patricia Murphy with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I made reference to, and she made reference to, Fonnie Willis recently speaking in church and addressing all of this. Fonnie Willis, in part, said the following. Dear God, I do not want to be like those that attack me. I never want to be a Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has never met me, but has allowed her spirit to be filled with hate. How does this woman, who has the honor of being a leader in my state, 
How is it that she has not reached out to me? She can tell me, I don't agree with anything you're doing, but I do not agree with people threatening your life or the life of your family. That is conduct that is wrong and intolerable, and as a leader, I shall not stand for it. I thought that Patricia Murphy made an appropriate point in saying, look, it's the highest profile prosecution I'm, I'm sure that Georgia has ever seen. A former president of the United States now seeking the presidency, leading his party. Uh, at a minimum, it's bad judgment on her part, right, to think that she could have a relationship with the guy that she's she's engaged. I don't know the timing. As I said, I don't know what came first. It was November of 2021 when she hired outside lawyer Nathan Wade. Was she already in a relationship with him? Did it happen thereafter? But they had to know that the eyes of the world would be on all aspects of this prosecution, and now it's playing itself out very publicly, going to be even more so if she's deposed, and you heard what Patricia Murphy said, and could jeopardize the entire prosecution of Donald Trump. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Patricia Murphy was great from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Richard Fawcett also reporting from Atlanta, writing for the New York Times about the prosecution of Donald Trump in Georgia, uh, describing what I just walked through with Patricia, then says... The events of the past 10 days have added an unexpected dimension to a case in which matters of race and gender have also been bubbling to the fore. In a testy recent email exchange between defense lawyers and prosecutors, Ms. Willis wrote that, quote, some people will never be able to respect African-Americans. The email exchange, portions of which were obtained by The Times, unfolded in the days before and after the filing alleging the romantic relationship. In a group email thread that includes prosecutors and defense lawyers in the case, the lead lawyer for Mr. Trump in Georgia, Stephen H. Sadow, Sadow, expressed annoyance with the prosecutors for ignoring a request that he had made. 
On January 5, he wrote to prosecutors, For the life of me, I cannot understand why you refuse to respond to the series of emails below. Five days later, Daisha Young, an executive district attorney who, like Ms. Willis, is black, wrote that she and Ms. Willis, quote, are both well aware, especially as African-American women, that some find it difficult to treat us respectfully. She added, over the last month, the emails of some of you have been disrespectful and condescending, lacking both professionalism and decorum. Ms. Young also said that she did not respond to some emails because they were disrespectful. Mr. Sadow, who is white, responded with an email in which he said it was, quote, offensive, uncalled for, and untrue to suggest that racism was at play. He also said that Ms. Young's lack of response to some emails from the defense suggests a degree of haughtiness. Then Fannie Willis weighed in, quote, in the legal community and the world at large, some people will never be able to respect African-Americans and or women as their equal and counterpart. That's what she wrote in a note addressed to Sadow, but sent to all of the defense lawyers, most of whom are white men. That is the burden you do not experience further. Some of you are so used to doing it that they're not even aware that they're doing it, while others are intentional in their continued disrespect. She also made a case for her own fortitude. Now, you know, I cannot be bullied. As you were aware, I have now experienced some of the most powerful people in the country calling me everything but a child of God. And yet here I am with my team standing and still pursuing justice. In Santa Fe, New Mexico, this is Carl. Carl, it sounds like it's getting awfully racially influenced, both the prosecutions in New York and in Georgia. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It is getting uh, uh, fraught that way. But disrespect among lawyers isn't something new, uh, whether it's whatever its basis might be. Um, anyway, my point was uh, just basically the relationship, if, it, if there is one, between uh, Fonnie Willis and the special prosecutor is fraught because she has to make judgments about his decision-making and his calls. And if that relationship is imbued with a personal relationship, her ability to objectively decide whether or not his decisions are right or wrong is compromised. She going to tell her lover yes or no based on what? That's my point. Yeah, I mean, it's like a C. Are you a lawyer? This is like a CLE in the making. We should both be getting credit for ethics in having the conversation. Indeed, indeed. I am a lawyer. I don't do criminal law, but... I've been watching all of this with a great deal of interest. Um, Me too. I I, I really appreciate the program, and and, uh, I'd like to know your thoughts on it. I mean, is it – thank you, Carl. Is it possible for her – let's just see. November of 2021, she hires – Fonnie Willis hires an outside lawyer, Nathan Wade, and hires him to lead the Trump prosecution. We don't know if they were already having a relationship. We don't know if they're having a relationship now because she's not acknowledged it. I guess I need to say that. Although it sure seems like it, right? And when she responds in her motion and blames his wife, that's also suggestive to me that, yes, there's something taking place between the two of them. Let's just assume for the purpose of this conversation that Fonnie Willis is having a relationship with Nathan Wade, the lawyer that she's hired to prosecute Trump and who has been paid in excess of $650,000. And let's also further assume that that. What's being alleged 
them then going away, vacationing, him paying for it? Maybe. Maybe she's paying her own way. Does he have a right to do whatever he wants to do with the money that he's earned? Or is there some compromise inherent in that if he's entertaining the the, the individual who is funding his professional work? That's the issue. It's just none of it is good for the long-term prognosis of this of this prosecution. Uh, Doc, give me the view from the ground. You're in Macon, Georgia. What are you thinking? Well, I wanted to make a point, but before I do, I, I, I've got to use this opportunity. I, I listened to your Martin Luther King show on Monday, and it was great. Thank you. And there was something very funny that I wanted to point out to you and, and your staff and, and, and your viewers. If you go to James Earl Ray's Wikipedia page, and I'm asking all of your viewers to do this, he is a dead ringer in this picture for Robert Kennedy Jr. It is the funniest thing. Uh, and I, 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 I ask that you do that. It is, it is, so, it is so odd. Anyway, uh, the point I wanted to make, hmm. Michael, hmm. is... I'm there, I'm uh, there now. TC, what do you think? I does think he... he does. I think Doc <laughs> is, is right. That is super creepy. It is yeah, hadn't, comical. I, it is. Hadn't, hadn't, I, I wouldn't say comical. No, that was not the word I would say. I would say creepy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the point I wanted to make was that this has just gotten so convoluted. And, oh, my God, uh, I know. And, 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 I, and I live in Georgia, and, 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 and Georgia's a strange state. And we've, we've got blue pockets of uh, 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 basically a red state. And um, I feel like what, what Donald Trump did on, on January 6th uh, is maybe the worst thing an American president has ever done. And he should have been prosecuted immediately after, in the aftermath of that. And, and instead, we waited. They waited. It, it, and now it seems like they waited because they didn't think he was going to run for president. And then he decided to. And then they prosecuted. And then they, they've used all this other stuff. And, it, it's, and I feel like he's going to get uh, – that's being lost. Because of, the, of these other, of these so other that's, things. Okay, uh, so that is definitely one takeaway, and I agree with you. Uh, and I also agree, now having studied this image of James Earl Ray, that, that he is a doppelganger of RFK Jr. I agree. I have a different take on it, and I'll just make this point, Doc, and you can respond if there's anything left sure. to be said, which is this. Uh, Nathan Wade, Nathan J. Wade, is a prime example of something that I am fond of saying, which is that there are individuals out there whose identity we have no idea, even if we knew the name, we wouldn't know anything about them. And there are events that are still to unfold in this presidential race that we could never forecast. I mean, the idea that Donald Trump would be prosecuted for events related to January 6th on a state basis from the state of Georgia and that there would be a lawyer who's a former municipal judge allegedly having a relationship with the prosecutor, and that's now going to call into question the propriety of the investigation and maybe even derail it. I mean, imagine if when Fonnie Willis announced the indictment of Donald Trump, if if you and I got together and said, well, yeah, but fast forward six months, nine months, it's all going to unravel because she's having a relationship with someone that she's now about to employ to go after and prosecute Trump. Like, you'd never believe it. And yet, Human factors always seem to kick in, right? Human behavior takes control of so many of these circumstances. 
That's what I wanted to say. You're you're exactly right, and 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 that that's been true really for the history of time. You know, yeah, you, you know sure. that. Uh, but I I just really wish that that a federal prosecution would have would have started uh, uh, some kind of investigation in, in the well, in the, it's a uh, point weeks after January sixth. It's it is a point that I make. Thank you, Doc. Two great uh, thoughts you offered. It's a point that I make routinely in terms of this race against the clock. Is Donald Trump going to get tried before the election? I, I don't want to go through it all before because I've, I've walked you through the timelines and, and, and how Jack Smith is trying to speed up the process because he knows if Trump wins, his prosecution is over. We wouldn't have those discussions. We wouldn't debate whether Trump should be tried now, whether he should be tried in the summer, whether it's possible to try him. If Merrick Garland had moved more quickly in making his appointment of Jack Smith, and, and frankly, if Smith had moved more quickly as well. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.